Welcome to the Hope Restored Podcast, a place where survivors of domestic violence abuse can find hope, healing, and freedom. I am your host, Juliana Borges, also the founder of Hope Restored. Since this is our first episode, I'd like to take the time to share why I started Hope Restored and the heart behind it, which will only have to begin with my story. Who are we? Hope Restored came from my passion to help other women who have suffered or are currently suffering from domestic violence abuse. I want to share my journey of how I found hope and how I'm finding healing and freedom after coming out of a very traumatic time in my life. The goal or mission here is to empower you so that you can live free after experiencing such trauma. I was in a relationship for almost eight years or so where I was a victim and I was stuck. I felt like I was just stuck. When I was 16, I was in a relationship with a boy from school and, um, you know, we moved pretty quickly. I didn't grow up in the church. Um, there was no conversations about what you should and shouldn't do outside of marriage. Needless to say, you know, we moved pretty quickly. And shortly after starting this relationship, being physical, I started to notice some things about him that weren't normal. He was very controlling and wanted to tell me what to do. The first incident was during lunch at school. This is in the 10th grade. Um, I can't remember exactly what happened, but something happened and he yelled at me in front of everybody in the cafeteria. And what he was saying wasn't pleasant. It was demeaning, degrading, made me feel terrible. From there, um, you know, we broke up and, you know, got back together, but I, I ended up getting pregnant and um, decided to keep the baby, who is my son today, 16, love him to death, would never ever take that back. And so because I was pregnant, there were issues at home with my mom, so I, I moved out and moved in with him and his mom. Pretty quickly, I started to see um, who he really was. Um, he was always going out, never really there for me, you know, one thing just ended up leading to another and he became, he became a physically abusive with me even when I was pregnant. Um, started pushing me around, yelling at me in my face. He would hide things. He would lie. And I felt stuck there because um, I was now pregnant and my mom wasn't supportive of that and I had nowhere else to go. So without getting into too many details, 
for the next almost eight years, I was in and out of this relationship back and forth between being with him, not being with him, infidelity over and over and over again. Lots of really scary moments where I could have lost my life, being dragged by my hair, being choked to the wall, so many things, being punched on my legs while holding my infant in my arms. Just a lot of things over and over and over again. And I remember feeling like, this is my life. I guess I deserve this. This is just what's my life is meant to be. This is the father of my son, and I'm gonna live this way for the forever. I don't. I don't know. There's. There's just no other way. So, you know, the things that he would say to me were also not encouraging at all. You know, it wasn't just physical abuse. It was also emotional abuse. There was manipulation as well. You know, so I had absolutely no self worth at all no confidence in who I was. I didn't even know who I was. I didn't know where my life was going. I just knew that I was a mom and I had to take care of my son and do whatever I had to do in order to do that. So finally, after probably about almost seven years, I left. And what happened after I left is what we're gonna focus on through these podcasts. I'm not here to talk about all the things that he did to me. I'm not here to hear about all the suffering. I'm here to talk about how to live free after that, how to find freedom after that, how to change the course of your life. First, of course, we should talk about how you even get out of something like that. You, you can't just leave. You can't just pick up one day and say, hey, I'm out of here, you know, and, and he, you know, they're okay with it. Your abuser is not okay with you just leaving because they have a hold on you. They want to control you and um, it's not your typical relationship. It is a very unhealthy, unstable thing. So that's, that's my story. That's some of my story. There's a lot more that that, ha that we could go into, but again, like I said, I'm not here to talk about every little thing that he did to me. What we're gonna focus on are some core areas where experiencing something like this and the effects of the trauma that, that you have from it. Some things that manifest in different ways, like fear. Going through that, I was living in fear every single day. Every single day, I had no idea what the next day would hold. Would he walk through that door today and be in a good mood or a bad mood? And so living like that for years, even after leaving, I still experienced fear in my life. I think also we go through grieving. And that may not come right after. Sometimes for me... I, 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 was, I was a mom, so I had to take care of my son. And that meant that I didn't have time to grieve. I didn't have time to look at what I just went through and actually mourn the pain that I just experienced. So I just had to keep moving forward and I had to just push those feelings down. 
Other things that we have to experience and go through is rage, anger, how, how that manifests. Usually what I've learned is that rage or anger comes out because there's something much deeper there coming from either sadness or depression. We're also going to talk about forgiveness. And one of the biggest things we're going to talk about is worthiness and how to empower yourself to know your worth, who you really are, what you're really worth, so that you don't go back to it. You don't go back to the same thing that you were just freed from. So important, so important. So this first episode was just to really share my story with you all. We're going to look into fear first. We're going to talk about that, how to come out of this type of experience and not live in fear for the rest of your days. All right. So, so how do you escape from something like this? You know, that's, that's what we'll start with today. Um, I'd love to hear some of your stories and how you escaped from something this traumatic. Um, I'd love to hear back from anybody. You can always reach out to hoperestored.us at gmail.com to share any stories or if you have any questions or you have topics that you'd like to hear about on these episodes. So escape, escape plan. It's important to have a plan. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. So you, like I said before, you can't just decide one day, I'm out of here, goodbye, I'm done with this relationship, especially if you're married to the person, you know, especially if you're married um, and you have kids. So it's a lot more difficult to find a way out. Um, for me personally, I had to actually secretly make a plan for me to escape and I will tell you that the many times that I tried to escape, he wouldn't let me. So I would be attacked for trying to escape. Um, Or he would use my son as a hostage against me so that I couldn't go, so that I felt like I had to stay. Those are ways that abusers would try and keep you stuck there. There are other ways, for example, Immediately after being attacked, they may go into this remorseful attitude, um, starting to cry and say over and over how sorry they are and that they're going to change, that this is the last time they're going to get help, but please don't leave me, please don't leave me. Um, That's just another way of keeping you trapped. Okay, so since you can't just leave when you are done with all the abuse, how do you escape? I'll tell you for myself, what I had to do was plan. So when I was finally ready to be done with this relationship that was almost about to kill me, I had to do all of my planning outside of the house, obviously. So when I would go to work, I would do everything there. I would do some research, make some phone calls, find uh, apartments, talk to someone that I could trust that could give me information and figure out how much money I needed to save in order to get out of there. So another thing that they, that would happen is all of my passwords, all of my accounts 
were under his control. So he could see anything in my phone. Um, if he wanted to, he just had to open it up. Emails, anything. So everything I had to do was uh, at work and during lunch or when he wasn't around and when no one was around in the house. That was the way. I didn't know of any places or organizations that would that I could escape to, that I could bring my child with me to. I didn't know of any of those little places where that, that could be done. So I felt like I had to figure it out on my own. I had called, the, the police were called so many times. So many times. I will tell you that 95% of the time I couldn't call the police because the first thing that they go for is your phone. The first thing that they go for is your phone. They don't want to get caught. They don't want to be found out. They don't want to be exposed. They don't want to be arrested. They want to protect themselves from exposure and from punishment. So the first thing he would go for is my phone. And so because, and then when the police did come, there was no help from them. I mean, they just took your statement and gave you this sheet of paper that says, here are your resources for domestic violence. You can call any of these numbers for help. Yeah, imagine that. Isn't that incredibly crazy? And so the plan for me was to find a place to live, save enough money to move in and get out of there when he wasn't around. That means I had to leave with whatever was on my back. I couldn't pack up my furniture or get my luggage all set up and ready. There was That was not happening. That's, it wasn't going to happen like that. So it had to be on a day where either he wasn't there and I knew he wouldn't be there for a long time, which is very difficult. That hardly ever happens. Okay. Like they, they're not going to give you that opportunity. So since that never worked out for me, I had to leave without my son. I left with the clothes on my back and whatever I needed. Once I finally found a place. That was how I escaped. So my message to you today is, are you stuck? Do you feel like you're stuck? Does he keep telling you over and over again that he's going to change? That he's sorry? That he won't do it again? And then he does it again? Has he actually gone anywhere for help? Because after something bad happens, everything seems okay for a couple of days. But... Then it happens again. So do you have an escape plan? Make an escape plan. Find somewhere to go and do it. You can live free. You don't have to live in fear. There is a better life for you. I can tell you that that is true because I did it. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. Thank you for listening to the first podcast of Hope Restored. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I know it was very heavy, but my heart is that it will reach people. It will reach those that are suffering or have suffered and know that you're not alone. You're not alone. There are others. And together, we can help each other, we can empower each other, and 
you can live free. The next episode, we're going to start digging into living a life without fear. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that it blessed you. Again, you can reach me or anyone at Hope Restored by email, hoperestored.us at gmail.com or on the Instagram page, which is at hoperestored.us. Thank you so much.